Welcome to Fear and Greed, the week ahead. I'm Sean Aylmer, and as always, I'm joined by economist Stephen Kukoulis. You'll find him at thekook.com, T-H-E-K-O-U-K.com, and on Twitter using the handle thekook. Stephen, good morning. How is COVID for you? COVID, slowly getting better. It's one of these funny diseases that the worst of the aches and pains have, have passed, thank goodness, and it's just this strange fatigue. So, yeah. um a very, very odd illness, and uh, my sympathies to many other people who have had it. But uh, yes, it's not nice. I can assure you of that. Now, last week really was all about the Reserve Bank. We got the minutes of the board meeting. Phil Lowe spoke as well. I'm not sure what to make of last week, Stephen. He didn't say anything terribly new because the path is still there for further interest rate hikes. So uh, next week, in fact, we've got the July board meeting and. He indicated that they're going to be looking at either 25 basis points or 50 basis points. Now, the market's pretty much got the 50 priced in, so I think that's what they're probably going to be delivering. But his other analysis of the economy on wages, look, he put a bit of a dampener on these calls for super strong wage increases, saying that wages growth should be around about 3.5% for it to be consistent with the 2 to 3 inflation target. He mentioned that you know the, the labour market's still nice and tight and still strong. He indicated that the household sector's still in pretty good shape, that with wages growth picking up a bit and unemployment low, that you know we're all doing okay. But we sort of knew that anyway. So in a sense, he was just sort of reiterating the fact that, yeah, rates are going up slowly but surely and that inflation's still a problem. Mm. Look, I mean, we'll get a few more indicators this week about how the economy's traveling. So let's start with retail sales. Yes, well, we, we know that we consumers have been spending like crazy since the lockdowns ended late last year and the, the first three or four months of 2022 have been strong. Look, we're expecting a little bit of a pullback in retail spending. I think the consensus is for about a about a half a percent decline in retail spending. And that's sort of linked to cost of living pressures that we're sort of closing our wallets on some things while we're having to you know, open them up to just fill up the car with petrol or to buy fruit and veggies and food and these sorts of things. So what we're actually seeing is a bit of a, a sticker shock, I suppose, to the high cost of living. So the market's actually pricing in, yeah, a, a moderate decline in retail spending, albeit after many months of, you know, super duper strength. And of course, the one we're all waiting for is house prices for June. <laughs> Yes, our friends at CoreLogic, it'll show a fall in house prices. We know from some of their daily indicators that we're probably going to get house prices at a, a nationwide level down close to 1%. Wow. Again, a big divergence from city to city. We know that Sydney's going to be down about 1.5%, which is a pretty chunky decline. In the month. For the month, month on month. So the second month of decline, Melbourne down about 1%, but we know that Places like Adelaide and Brisbane are still growing at around about 1%. So this, what do we call it, the patchwork housing market is coming through in the house price series. But in aggregate, we've got the decline occurring. You know, rate hikes clearly having some impact already. Okay. And job vacancies also this week. Of course, the labour market is just so tight at the moment. Yeah, well, this is the one that is, as we're alluding to, that you know, Dr Lowe's been strong about and anybody looking at the economy can realise that demand for labour is still very strong. The vacancy series has been trending up and up and up, that demand for labour is still very, very strong out there. So we're expecting to see another increase in the job vacancy series, just indicating that if the normal correlations between demand for labour and the unemployment rate hold, that we're on track to see you know a 3.5% unemployment rate uh, by the September quarter this year. So again, another strong result likely on the labour market side. 
and we also get credit growth numbers. Credit growth, yes, we're still borrowing, or the numbers are likely to show that we're still borrowing. So despite the weakness in house prices that we are just touching on, housing finance is picking up. A lot of that is linked now to investors coming back out of the woodwork and perhaps owner-occupiers just slowing down a little bit. That'll be interesting to see in the credit numbers to see what's going on there. But we're also going to get the business credit numbers. Again, another element why a recession is very unlikely is that we do know that the business sector is still relatively upbeat. We know that business confidence is, is, is pretty good. And we're likely to see business credit continuing to grow. Businesses are borrowing, they're investing, and that'll show up in the credit data later this week. Now, we in this week we end the financial year, and Australia, of course, works in financial years. It's been quite a 12 months for the economy, hasn't it? Oh, it, remember it started off the September quarter last year, which was the first quarter of this financial year, was when the eastern side of the economy of the country was locked down. We had lockdowns in you know New South Wales, Victoria, Queensland, the ACT, and they only really ended in that early part of October. And then, of course, we had uh, the central bank having interest rates at zero and still having QE. And of course, all of that's coming to an end as we celebrate the 30th of June later this week. And it's been a a situation too where the budget deficit is still big. You know, we've got government debt still on track to hit a trillion dollars. And, you know, with this rise in bond yields, that there's a question there for, you know, Treasurer Jim Chalmers to have a little look at whether he can start repairing the budget. Because if he doesn't and interest rates stay high, this time next financial year, he's going to be pumping a lot of money just paying interest on that level of government debt. I just hope that the next financial year isn't quite as crazy as this last financial year. Would you agree? Oh, yes. Uh, maybe it's wishful thinking, but uh, it, it, unfortunately, it seldom happens. But a, a year where there's just moderate growth in the yeah, stock market, yeah. the economic economic conditions are, are okay, not too hot, not too cold. We're near full employment. Inflation comes back into the target range. These cost of living pressures abate. But boy, uh, we're ending this financial year with none of the above really happening mm. because we've got these commodity price levels at incredible highs, even even though they're coming off a bit and we've got pressure on central banks around the world to keep hiking and hiking. It's it's going to be a very uh, curious end to this financial year and the new one. mm, I'd put my money on it being pretty choppy and pretty unpredictable. Stephen, have a good week. Thank you, Sean. That was economist Stephen Kukulis, better known as The Kook. You can find him at thekook.com and follow him on Twitter using the handle The Kook. I'm Sean Aylmer and this is Fearing Greed, The Week Ahead. 